welcome to Table Talk, a place for honest conversations and getting to meet friends. I'm Betsy Thompson, and y'all, today is going to be so fun. The wonderful Mike Schumacher. Wonderful. Yes. Thank I don't you. get called that very often. You should. <laughs> you should get called that a lot. Listen, thank you so much for coming and hanging out and doing this today. You know, we've been trying to do this for a long time. I know. We're finally doing it. Yes. And I'm so, so I've, listen, I've asked Mike at least two other times and if you're here and I'm so glad this is going to be so good. Okay. So kind of the first question, as I was sitting here saying your name, I was like, is it doctor? It's not no, doctor, it's not right? Doctor. Okay, but you have letters after your name. I have some. I have lots of letters <laughs> after my name. Yes, yes, I have a. I have a couple of master's degrees. Yes. one in counseling, one in theology, okay. but but not doctor. But not doctor. Yeah, and all, lots of different things. You are a yeah. counselor. I am a counselor. You are minister. I'm a minister as well. Sure. I'm ordained here at yes, Sagemont. Pastor, the pastor. whole bit. Uh, husband. Yes. How long have you and Lori been married? Forty-one oh, years. That's awesome. That's a long time. That's a long time. But it's good. It's so good. Yeah. Do you ever stop and go, it's a really long time, but oh my gosh, it doesn't. It's gone so fast. Yes. It feels like just the other day too. Time is weird. It is. And and Laurie's such a big part of my life for sure. And part of what I do here. Yeah. Yeah. I just, she's just adorable. She's just (laughs) the cutest little thing. And she's always so sweet and so kind and loving. And so you're very blessed. And then two boys. I have Two boys in okay. their mid thirties. So, yes. uh, and then a young daughter who was our surprise baby. Yes. So she's twenty four. So we That's we had one in college and one in kindergarten, if you can believe that. So <gasps> did y'all really? Family planning is not our thing. But <laughs> you but, had one in college and one in kindergarten. one in college and one in kindergarten. But um, I didn't realize uh, they were that yeah, far apart. Yeah, yeah, two boys, one girl. Wow. We finally got a girl. That's so fun. Yeah, she's great. That's awesome. Sweet, sweet kids. Okay. Also, I did. I don't think I knew this about you. Maybe I did. Um, from Missouri. Yeah. What part of Missouri are you? St. Louis. Okay. My family, Laurie's family, are all from Missouri. We okay. met in college at Missouri State. Okay. Back in the 80s. That's and Mizzou, right? Do no, they, that's a different that's one. A different that's one. Mizzou. That's the University of Missouri. This okay. is Missouri State. Okay, got it. And so we met in college at a uh, Christian ministry on campus okay. called Ichthus. Okay, cool. Uh, I was a Christian in college. I, I, was, I, I became... A Christian in college. Really? Yes. Okay, is, so growing up, did you not, was your family not believers or was, it's, it's did a, you do the things but gosh, not really do the things? It's a great story, Betsy, if we had time. It's a, uh, I grew up Catholic. Okay. In the, in the early years of my life, uh, my family and I were all Catholic. I went to Catholic school. Okay. But I did not know Christ. Yeah. I didn't understand the gospel. And so I went to Catholic school. School until about sixth grade and then dropped out of church and did not know the Lord at all. So in college, it's a long story, but I was introduced to Christ through a professor of mine who really? kind of took me under his wing, cool. shared with me the gospel, took me to church with him, wow. understood for the first time really the gospel, yeah. uh, asked Christ into my life, was saved in That's college. Amazing. This is the cool thing though. Yeah. And, um, there was a whole revival that God did in our family. Oh, cool. So my whole family were not believers right. from their Catholic tradition. But again, in this case, didn't really know the Lord. Right. And so over the next year or two, my dad came to faith in Christ. Um, my sister followed me to college, got involved in church with me, made a profession of faith. Wow. It didn't stop there. My mom was the hard nut, hard nut to crack. Yeah. And so I would share with her, witness to her, talk to her a lot about. She saw changes in me. Mm-hmm. 
And she actually made a profession of faith in Christ. And then her parents, my grandparents in their 70s wow. were influenced by all of this. They all made, they both made professions of faith in their 70s and were baptized. So God did a really neat amazing. kind of revival in our home. I love home. that so much because it's such an encouragement, I think, to parents that have getting ready to send their kids to college. And what we hear all the time is they're going to go to college and be convinced that Jesus isn't real, that yeah. they're going to be convinced that that's not who you follow. And man, to go, no, there are really good professors on campus. Yeah, for me, it there was the are. exact opposite. I know that's greatly a concern these days, sure. and, and rightly so. But in my case, God blessed like me with a godly man who kind that's of awesome. saw me, uh, developed a relationship with me, talked to me about faith took me to church with him and discipled me. That's amazing. I really had that privilege. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So met Lori in college. Yes. Got married. Yes. And then started counsel doing counseling work. Yeah, well, ex not exactly. I met, we met in college. Uh, I finished a master's degree in okay. counseling while there at Missouri State. Because I became a Christian fairly late in college, mm -hmm. I did not have the kind of biblical background mm -hmm. that so many people who grew up in church sure. have. Mm -hmm. And so I, right off the bat, really wanted to do Christian counseling. God mm -hmm. was calling me to that, I believe. Wow. I was really committed to that. God had done such an important work in my life. Mm -hmm. That led us to get married. And then the week after we were married, we were off to Fort Worth to go to Southwestern really? Seminary. Really? Wow. Because I needed that theological training. Okay. Uh, and so spent four years there at Southwestern cool. getting a Master of Divinity. And that has given me kind of the framework or the foundation theologically mm -hmm. to do Christian counseling. That's so cool. Yeah. So how did you end up at Sagemont? That's an interesting question. Uh, as well. I spent about 15 years working for an organization called RAFA okay. that did Christian counseling really all over the country, mm -hmm. served different roles in that. And through that experience with RAFA, I uh, met Stuart. Okay. So we were, we were buddies. We became yeah. good friends. And, and over the years when the opportunity became available here at Sagemont where they mm -hmm. needed a director of counseling, okay. Stuart called me yeah. and recruited me, us, to Houston and to Sagemont. It was always, uh, it's, it's funny because Houston was always the place my wife and I would joke we would never want to live. We hear that Sure often. enough, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stuart calls and, and, and everything lined up. And so I came to Sagemont to lead the counseling ministry back in 2001. So it's been 22 years awesome. I've been here now. That's awesome. That just means I'm old, I think. No, but, it means you're purposeful. But Stuart and I are great friends. No, he, was, he was uh, influential in bringing us here. Yeah. So what did the counseling ministry look like in 2001? You know, it was there. Okay. And, 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 and there's all due credit to those. Dixon Murrah yes. uh, was involved yes. before I was here. Mm -hmm. And some of the earlier people like Dixon established the Counseling Center. Yeah. But it looks very different now. It has really grown and mm -hmm. matured. Mm -hmm. Part of what I wanted to do, frankly, is as I came in, I wanted to really try to upgrade the clinical professionalism mm -hmm. of the Counseling Center. Not mm -hmm. that it wasn't then, mm -hmm. but I wanted to bring in uh, counselors who not only were believers and who could operate, do counseling from a Christ-centered perspective. Right. I really wanted to emphasize clinical excellence mm -hmm. too. So mm -hmm. I was looking for counselors that had not only their, their Christian orientation and their own walk with the Lord, but had the ability, the clinical skills. Mm -hmm. So we started hiring counselors who are licensed yeah. in the state. Mm -hmm. They're all master's degree 
people. Yeah. So I really wanted to upgrade the the clinical quality mm -hmm. of our counseling yeah. people. And, and to this yeah. point, it's grown so much. Yes. People are surprised to hear that we've got 16 counselors mm -hmm. in our counseling center. Right. And we see about 600 to 700 appointments a month. Yes. It is a booming yes. kind of a thing. Even With, just, I feel like a couple years ago, it was three or 400 a month. Yeah, it's and really grown. And now it's just like doubled. It's exploded. Yeah. exponentially. I, yeah. I think I think for several reasons, I think our world around us is just kind of breaking down in lots of ways. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I think is within our church and within culture at large, there's less of a stigma mm -hmm. these days yes. about going to counselors Absolutely. or going to a counselor, even within our church. We've worked yeah. really hard over these 22 years, I think. In fact, I, I, I say this, uh, that I think one of my callings in what I do really is to uh, equip and educate not just Sagemont, but the church, Big C Church, mm -hmm. with, with the idea that Christians are not immune from struggle, Absolutely. from emotional struggle, from mental health struggles. Mm -hmm. And so that's my message yeah. to, to really kind of undercut that stigma that all of us, in fact, my theological kind of orientation would say, um, we all walk with a limp. And yes. that will not completely be done away with until the new heaven and new earth, Amen. you know, yep. in the future. And so yeah. we all struggle. It's normal. Sometimes yes. I kind of facetiously even say, I'm the minister of struggle around here. And then that's okay. That that's the deal. And, and that's a good thing. Trying to communicate yes. to people that if you struggle, uh, you're the norm. You're not the you're not the exception because we Absolutely. all have our stuff. Yes, I really believe that. Absolutely. And so my task as a counselor and the leader of our counseling center in our church is to kind of demystify that, mm -hmm. make that more normal, make it okay yep. to seek out help when Absolutely. we struggle because everybody does. Yeah. Although a lot of people in church life they cover that up, they mask that. Sure. Uh, for lots of reasons, and we're trying to we're trying to undermine that and say you can you can reach out for help yeah. and it's okay. I think it's been, it's weird. been very interesting to kind of be in the generations that we live in to for like for me to have parents and grandparents where you never talked about stuff. Yeah. You didn't everything had to look great from the outside. You did not talk about things to getting more and more of like hey, people are really struggling. Hey, we need to be talking but it was almost a listen, it's not you had to almost preface I'm not crazy. I'm just struggling. Yeah. To now, our younger generations are like, it's all out there. They're like, yeah, I struggle, and there, and it's been so interesting to actually get to be in this part of the world in this time frame and see the transition. Yeah. To that. I think it is real. I think, I think more and more people at Sagemont from our leadership all the way down to just people in the pews are much more open yeah. to say, you know, I need some help. Every, I really believe this. I mean, I just think it's a theological truth or principle that we all have stuff that we're still working on in the sanctification process. Yes. We all have our flesh. We all have, we all have various degrees of struggles from our past. To, you know, yeah. not, not that we can't live in the real victory that God provides, but some of us have to really wrestle through some difficult mm -hmm. times. Yeah. And so, and it's okay. And it's, it's normal. okay. Yeah. And I think, I always say this, I think one of the enemy's greatest strategies that he loves to use is isolation. Yeah. And if he can get people isolated and thinking, I'm the only one that struggles, then he is winning 
battles he's never meant to win. Absolutely. And for us to be able to look at people and go, do not isolate. You are not alone. We are all struggling at different degrees and with different things. Yes. But man, Jesus has won all of that. Yeah. But let's talk about it yeah. and let's walk through it so we can not just have the victory, but live in the victory. Yeah. Let's be more open about it. Let's be more genuine about it. Yeah. Let's be authentic about it. Now, look, there. I don't want to be naive about that. One of the things that makes yeah. people wear masks is sometimes it's hard to trust church people. It, it, sometimes Absolutely. it's not safe uh, to share the darker sides of us, or our particular struggles. So we're trying to create a culture here at Sagemont mm-hmm. where there is a kind of safety and respect for all of us who sometimes need the help of a coach or a teacher Mm -hmm. or a mentor Mm -hmm. and sometimes even a counselor uh, who can look at some things in a more in a deeper way we deal with lots of different things in terms of the mental health world so Mm -hmm. um Depression, anxiety, some serious mental health kinds yeah. of things, drug abuse, yeah. traumas, sexual abuse. We see just about everything at yeah. the counseling center. I don't know. How long has the counseling center been where it is now? Uh, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because we're in a location down the street from the main church. Which I across think is from the annex. so smart and yes. so purposeful. And we did that intentionally. Yes. That, that, that building uh, actually was destroyed in hurricanes in the past. And so the church bought it very cheaply. We renovated it. It. So we're set aside down the street, which mm-hmm. provides kind of a safety and yep. privacy. So people don't have to drive up to the church building right. as they're they're waiting to talk to a counselor. So that's yeah. really cool. And I also uh, love it's that it's been it, probably, uh, what, uh, I don't know, maybe 12 or 13 okay, years by that's now. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. I also love that if I'm going to counseling on a Tuesday afternoon to really deal with some hard stuff, when I come to church on Sunday morning, I can go to a different place to worship yeah. than where I'm going to deal with things. Yeah. And it's not, I think there has to be something in that, that it's nice to go, this is this, and this is where I'm dealing with this. And it's yeah. not just the same place. Yeah. It's in a fact, nice blessing. And in fact, you're going to see counselors who are not going to be in other relationships with you at church typically. Right. So there's some real freedom yes. and privacy mm-hmm. that you can come and share uh, some of your stuff and know that it's going to be kept quiet yeah. and confidential. Yeah. That's a big deal for people to feel safe Absolutely. to share yes. hard things. Yes. You know? And I would say this, y'all. If you are like, I didn't know we had a counseling ministry or, oh, I want to know more about the counseling ministry. Listen, you can call over there anytime and ask questions. They can give you information. You can go to the website and look at all that. How do you make an appointment? How does it work? All of those kinds of things. All the You can look at all the different counselors, which one you might want to talk with. Good point. Um, there is a way for you to get all of that information so that you can use those ministries. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that. All that information is on our website or you can mm-hmm. call over to our office. We have a great team of people mm-hmm. that will talk to you yeah. and identify, kind of triage what's going on. How can we help? We've got all these different counselors with different specialties. Mm-hmm. We deal with adults. We deal with couples. We deal with teenagers. Yep. We deal with children. children. We've got some counselors mm-hmm. who uh, specialize yep. in working with children. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. yeah, a lot of different options. Yeah. And it is one of those where it is for our Sagemont members, but it is also for many, many outside of. So if you're listening to this, you're like, well, I'm not a member. You come. It is open to everyone. I'm so glad you raised that point, too. In fact, 
um, uh, about 60%, six out of 10 of our people come from the community, yeah. which is a real outreach that we have. This is another mm-hmm. missions outreach to our community and that so many churches don't have counseling no. centers. Sagemont has invested in, seen the value in mm-hmm. a counseling center and counselors and subsidizes it with our budget and those kinds of things. And so, yes, about 60% are non-Sagemont, 40% are Sagemont. So we we have a great impact on the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. It's a fabulous ministry. Um, okay, so I wanted you to come today to talk about the counseling ministry and what's going on and all of those kinds of things. But I also, we are hitting the holiday season. It is upon Absolutely. us. It is upon us. And for as many people that are thrilled for the holidays, can't wait to hear Christmas music, can't wait. To, I mean, they're so excited to hang out with their family or all the different things that we th- just kind of think of in terms of it's Christmas. It's the holidays. This is going to be great. Yeah. They're are just as many or maybe more. Maybe more. Where it is a, how am I going to get through the next yeah. few weeks? Yeah. Who am I going to have to see? What am I going to have to deal with? And that is a very real thing. And so I really, y'all, I asked Mike, I was like, can you come just talk about the holidays? How do, because I think so much of it that I have seen for myself is being proactive instead of reactive. Yeah. If I can think about things and put a plan into place, or this is how I'm going to handle this, yeah. or I'm, maybe I'm not going to do this thing this year because it's just not a good, safe thing for me to do. Right. And being okay with having to tell somebody no, and that might make them sad, but being proactive instead of getting in it and then it just being awful and blowing up. When you asked me to think through that, I I jotted a few notes, just kind of uh, sorting through this. And one of the 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 props or the or the metaphors I thought of is like when I'm going somewhere where I don't know how to get there, I program program into my GPS how to get there, yeah. and I follow that. And so there's an intentional plan, and I even know where some of the roadblocks are and what's the best way to get there. Yeah. And so sometimes even approaching difficult times of the holidays, I think you're exactly right. If we approach them with some intentionality mm-hmm. and a plan in place, it can be quite helpful. Yes. And so. Uh, I, I think that's so crucial because I think you're right. Um, there are so many of us who look forward to the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful time, mm-hmm. very special days. But a lot of people in our audience, uh, and, and maybe all of us at one time or yeah. another in our lives for various reasons, go through a lot of maybe grieving mm-hmm. in the holidays. Um, or we find ourselves, even if we're pretty healthy, we have to encounter during the holidays toxic people, Mm -hmm. that some of them are in our family. Yep. Uh, And so how do you navigate that well? So, yeah, I thought that would be a great thing to talk about. There there are different, I thought, grief responses that Mm -hmm. that typically happen that people can be aware of. Yeah. one of the things that that happens is holidays often are a difficult time for those of us who've lost people. Mm-hmm. Uh, our grief share ministry that we have, our support group mm-hmm. is dealing with this all the time. Right. Uh, sometimes during the holiday, the loss of people through death is just really, really hard. Yeah. Maybe for many years, but certainly in the early years right. of dealing with literally the loss through death Absolutely. of a significant person, family member, parent, uh, those kinds of things. We so know people that's very right now real. that this holiday season is their first 
without a very significant person in their life that would have been there next to them every step. A parent, a spouse, a child, like we know that is a real thing. This is going to be some people's first Christmas. And and sometimes it's the date itself or the season itself Mm -hmm. that triggers maybe the loss of even a few years ago. But that date or that anniversary is a very difficult Mm -hmm. time for people to experience losses. But you know, it doesn't, it isn't always the loss through death. Right. There sure. are lots of losses that people Absolutely. experience. Unfortunately, there are people obviously in our midst and in our church who, are, who have gone through or maybe even experiencing a, a, a divorce that's mm-hmm. very painful mm-hmm. is a huge loss. Sometimes it's just the loss of key relationships yeah. where there's been breakdowns right. in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So people experience all kinds of loss that tend to get kind of exacerbated or highlighted during this time of holidays when everybody's joyful and having great times. And yet I'm struggling. You're struggling. And so that might look like for some people feelings of sadness or discouragement Mm -hmm. or depression or anxiety and those kinds of things. Again, the message is you're not weird. This is kind of a normal thing. Mm -hmm. And so uh, talking about that, experiencing that in a way that... uh, um, is kind of normal yeah. can can really help. So yeah. I, I I jotted down just a couple of mm-hmm. principles. You want me to? Are actually yes. a few okay, so that, that I thought would be good. This is so good. This this is one of the reasons Mike is wonderful. Is I was like, <laughs> hey, here are some things we need to talk about, and I got back two pages of notes of things, and I was like, this is awesome. This is such good information, y'all. And he that's why he is such a treasure to us here at Sagemont. And if you don't know Mike, get to know Mike. Um, when you see him in the church, tell him thank you for what he's doing. He isn't just in the counseling ministry. You are helping our staff. Yeah. You are so willing and available to share the information that you have gained over the years. And so, y'all, I'm like I said, I'm so thankful Thanks, that you Betsy. decided to come. But yes, there he just did five. I'm sure that he could probably do a ton more. Yeah. Uh, but five little practical principles, practical tips for going into the holidays, really to do this on a prepared way. We're going to try to put these five in the show notes or in the description. So if you're listening um, or watching, you don't have to try to grab a pen. If you want to grab a pen, but you can go back and look at these. Um, We'll have those there for you. So yeah, yeah, walk through these. As I was thinking about that, yeah, these are just, you can write whole books about this. Sure. But I thought if it's me and I'm dealing with stress in the holidays, particularly if it's about difficult people. Mm-hmm. Here are some, here are a few tips that I, I would really kind of recommend. And let me, let me set it up even with a prelude. We've been talking about a church focus on prayer. Yes. I don't want to leave that out. For uh, sure. As, as we're going into the holiday season, uh, this is the time to draw really near to the Lord mm-hmm. and, and through prayer, deal with some of these kinds of things and, and talk not only to God in prayer, but also talk to some key others, talk mm-hmm. to a friend, talk mm-hmm. to a counselor, a coach, a mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, those, would be kind of a prelude, but let me, let me share with you some practical things that you might think about. One is, I think it's really important to recalibrate expectations Yep. Um, because the, the holiday season is going to be typically more stressful for, the, for other, than others. Yes. One of the props I have in my office is kind of weird, but let me explain it. It's a lint brush. And yeah. people say, what's that lint brush doing in your office? Because it hasn't ever been used. It's just a prop. Oh. And one of the things that I do is I show people a picture of my golden retriever. Yes. This beautiful golden retriever with this long hair. Well, when we bought that golden retriever, 
retriever, we knew darn well that one of the things you get with a golden retriever is shedding. Lots of hair. So you get lots of hair. And so we go into this understanding there's going to be lots of hair, hence the lint, lint brush, which represents this kind of idea of recalibrating expectations. If I had the expectation, oh, there won't be any hair here, I'll be disappointed, and I'll be frustrated and upset all yes. the time. So going into certain situations, kind of with that pre-programming in my mind that there's going to be some challenges here. Mm -hmm. So adjust, uh, recalibrate some of those expectations mm -hmm. can be very helpful and recognize that some of the stresses that we experience in the holidays are quite normal. And so we can demystify those as well. Yeah, I and always so, say I heard years ago, but if this is expectation and this is reality, yeah. the in-between is disappointment. Mm -hmm. And so it's figuring out how do I have less disappointment? Yeah, And sometimes it is just having to recalibrate I wish this was my the expectation, but this isn't a realistic expectation. Right. Let's deal a little bit more with reality. So that sounds simple, but I think it's a oh, good it's way hard. to get your yeah. head yeah. ready to go into some of the so situations important. that we're going to face during the holidays. Absolutely. And so that's that's the first one: recalibrate mm -hmm. expectations. Mm -hmm. The second thing I like to try to encourage myself and the rest of us is constrain dramas wherever you can. Limit the dramas because have you ever noticed in the holidays, particularly if you're dealing with some difficult people around you and family and friends, um, people who like drama want to suck you into it sure. and they will find ways to do that. It's kind of here, kitty, kitty, come and join me in my right. drama. And remember, mm -hmm. I always like to tell the people I'm working with, my clients, you do not have to participate in every drama that Love you're invited it. to. Yep. And so it's really important to pick and choose and, and be wise about yeah. not joining into the kinds of conflicts that, that we're often invited to. So that's the, that's the goal as you go into uh, potential dramas with the people around you mm -hmm. is to say in your head in advance, my goal is to limit drama with them yeah. because there are people that will want to suck you into Absolutely. that. That's the second one. And I think even with that, again, all we know all of these are easier said than done. But with that one, you're like, but if I always have done the drama with them, yes. it's even preparing like, what are, what is the sentence I'm going to say? What is, I mean, like getting that prepared into it. When this person comes in and says, can you believe da, 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 how is your response? Because yeah. a lot of times you can't just walk away. Yeah. Right. It, but to be able to go, hey, I hear you, but I don't want to talk about that right now. Exactly. And it's literally having to go, what is that sentence that I have on the ready to say? And I like what you said earlier, Betsy, about if you have this thought through up front before you're in the heat of the battle, if you have a plan, kind of the GPS metaphor yes. again, if you put that, that address into the GPS, you know that's where I'm heading and that's how I'm going to get there. So I've thought it through. I have a plan mm. so that these kinds of things don't catch me off guard. Right. Because so, listen, our brains get very much rutted. And yeah. to get out of the rut, we have to be real purposeful <laughs> to have a different path. And, and what you said is a great segue to the third yeah. one. The third tip is manage mm. toxic people. You know, we have some toxic people in our worlds, in our yes. lives. And, and I pick that word manage mm. for a reason. Um, you can't fix toxic people. Mm. Um, you have to manage them mm. at best. And so you limit their effects on you by doing some of the things that you talk about. It's a, in fact, I, I would say, and this is another thing I think a lot of Christians don't realize. It is a biblical thing to protect yourself from people who will hurt you. Mm. 
Uh, I think a lot of Christians just think we're supposed to forgive everybody and love mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a really interesting passage. I, I, I challenge our, our listeners, our watchers to maybe take a look at it. It's a really interesting passage that most of us would probably miss. It's in 2 Timothy where Paul is in his final days. It's the last book. It's the last message to his mentee, Timothy. Mm -hmm. One of the things he does right before that book wraps up, he says to Timothy, watch out for, be on your guard, be wary of a particular person who's harmful. It's Alexander the coppersmith. Read it. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. There's a principle there that even Paul is telling his mentee, there are people who are not healthy. Yeah. There are people who will hurt you. Watch out for them. Mm -hmm. Have a plan for them. Yeah. So it's a biblical thing right. to manage difficult people. Right. You have to manage difficult people kind of like a chronic illness. They're not going away mm -hmm. necessarily, but you manage them so they limit the effects, the drama on you. And so you mentioned you mentioned some of the kinds of things that you can do. You can you can change conversations if if they start to go down a track right. where the 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 toxic person mm -hmm. wants to drag you into right. a drama. You can you can avoid certain topics. You can change the topic. You know, sometimes, and this is kind of sad to say, but if you're dealing with a family member or a friend who is hurtful, who's who's mm -hmm. dragging you into drama, sometimes you even have to walk away. Yeah. Uh, physically or yeah. emotionally. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing, too. Yeah. So those are some practical things yeah. to do as you're dealing with. Sometimes in our family, there are going to be those opportunities where people want to pull you into drama. Right. And you know what? If you don't bite, if you don't participate, they don't know what to do with that. Yes. And so... It's, it really behooves us to be kind of in control of our emotions mm -hmm. and choose not to participate in some of the dramas that they're trying to suck you right. into. Yeah. So that's and another key one. I love that you pointed out that somehow in maybe it's uh, Christianity, what we've done with Christianity here now and right now in this culture is Christians always have to be kind and nice and yeah. never and, and and being kind and nice means never telling somebody no right never having a boundary never doing that. and it's one of those to go y'all that's not what jesus ever is asking of us to love well to forgive to be gentle i mean those things the fruit of the spirit yes but we can do those at the same time as saying but this is a healthy boundary yeah that is so wise betsy and it really gets to even the um uh, fourth tip of the five that I'm just sharing today, yeah. and that is set wise boundaries and reasonable yes, limits with people. That to. is a Christian thing. That's a godly thing. Yeah. Not only the you got the Paul and Timothy uh, dealing with Alexander the coppersmith idea, but Jesus set boundaries all the time. When yeah. when when it wasn't the right time for him to be arrested and and ultimately crucified, he would leave the crowd. Mm -hmm. He would he would slip away. Yeah. Uh, he would set certain kinds of boundaries mm -hmm. along the way. You know, it seems to it, it makes sense to me that if you're walking down the street and somebody tries to punch you in the nose and mug you, it would only be wise to say, don't do that or block that right. or run mm -hmm. or step away. I don't know why in the Christian life, when somebody mugs us psychologically yes. or emotionally, yes. we would decide just to kind of take that. Take it. 
That is not wisdom. Yeah. Uh, and it's not particularly godly. So yeah. the, the fourth tip is um, set wise boundaries and reasonable limits. Yeah, you know, it's to. important, I think, for even Christians to be able to, be willing to, we don't do this well sometimes, to say no. Yes. I'm not going to do that. We don't know how. Yeah, so it's many of us It's hard for us to say no. Yep. There are so many of us, I think, think it's godly to be people pleasers. Right. Uh, to rescue all those around us. Yes. To tolerate behaviors that really shouldn't be tolerated. Mm -hmm. And somehow we think, and it really it's some of our own stuff, we, we think yeah. that that's a good or healthy thing. It's not. Right. So setting reasonable boundaries, reasonable limits, saying no, uh, walking away is a good and wise thing. And sometimes when you're in the midst of toxic people or mm -hmm. difficult people, mm -hmm. it's really important to do that. It is. And it's a godly thing. It's a yeah. it's a biblical thing. Yeah. So yeah. you're in charge of you is what I would say to people. Yeah. So don't be afraid to do that. Right. You know, and, but be wise. Not yes. every battle needs to be fought. Right. Uh, sometimes it's best, particularly it's a highly stressful environment to kind of walk away and avoid as much of that mm -hmm. as you can. Yeah. So that yeah. would be the fourth, yeah. Yeah. the fourth one. And the, the fifth one is it comes back to where we started. It's it's a really more um, uh, God focused kind of tip, which is get yourself during this time of stress and sometimes difficulty for us going back into home environments um, that are difficult. Get yourself close to the Lord mm -hmm. in a way that maybe maybe you haven't been, right. you know, and, and, and maybe even closer to a spouse or to children mm -hmm. so that there's a united front. There's a right. team of people. So focus on our own spiritual lives, because during times of stress and sadness and discouraged mm -hmm. is the time discouragement can be the time when we we withdraw. From mm -hmm. people, we withdraw from the Lord, right. and we're kind of free agents, and we're not really walking very closely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need Him all the more uh, to uh, help us, bless us, lead us, give us grace, give us wisdom, give us discernment as we're engaging with difficult people yes. in this kind of environment. One of my favorite verses that I think just sums up this whole thing in terms of uh, managing people like this is the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. Mm. Um, there are lots of people who are experiencing even the holidays, a variety of broken hearts. Absolutely. And the Lord is near to that. Mm -hmm. He cares about that. Yeah. Uh, he saves those mm -hmm. who are crushed in spirit. So for some of us, uh, that's what we'll be encountering during the holidays. Absolutely. It won't be a it won't be all uh, yeah. celebration. Mm -hmm. There'll be some some difficult times, but yeah. that's where the Lord really comes in and ministers to us. Yeah. Draw upon that. Yeah. yeah. I love that so much. And I think it is so important um, e before the holidays, in the middle of the holidays, to slow down enough to see how you're doing. Yeah. To see like, hey, today I'm feeling more emotional. Yeah. And I know it's me dealing with stuff and I don't want that to just splash all over everybody else. So maybe I need to take time today. And I, it's that's 
slowing down and just even looking at ourselves. So often we can say, well, that person's having a bad day and this person's doing, we don't take time to just look at ourselves. Absolutely. I love that. That's a great segue to kind of one of the last things I had here was that uh, during this time, it's really important to do our own self care because when you're in the midst of busyness of the holidays Mm -hmm. and the stresses and strains of the dynamics that some of us face within family systems and those kinds of things, it's really important to take the time to do that self assessment to look inside ourselves in a way that 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 identifies what's going on with us what what are we feeling um, what's stressing us out mm-hmm. why it's really important to have somebody to maybe talk to talk right. to the Lord about it certainly sure. but sometimes it really helps to have a spouse or yep. a friend or a coach to talk through what am I feeling mm-hmm. so we don't just stuff all of that yeah so absolutely really, I had really a friend key. that um, she has a um, a sibling that committed suicide years ago, and she one year she told me she said I don't know what's going on with me. I feel I just am anxious. I'm upset. I'm bold. And so we prayed about it. the next day. She came back. She said tomorrow's the anniversary. Yeah. Of my brother's death. She said, without even knowing it. I was starting to get anxious about that thing. And for her to at least have stopped and said, something's going on, what's going on? And then she called the counseling center and made an appointment and said, I need to go have a conversation. And it is, but I think so often we are so busy, we make ourselves so incredibly busy and so distracted all the time because we don't actually want to have to stop and think about the hard things. I think that's a lot of it. That we'll be in this place of just turmoil and not know why. Yeah. And assume it must be because of the things that are going on out around us, our yes. circumstances. When so often it's just, I haven't just stopped to yeah. think about, hey, this was hard. Let's process that. Yeah. I think there's so many of those kinds of triggers that people yeah. can expect. Sometimes it's those dates like you described mm-hmm. of, a, of a loss. Sometimes, you know, have you ever found, at least for me, I've found at times when I go home, I go back to Missouri and I go back to my childhood home, mm-hmm. you know, things get those dynamics kind of come back up again. Have you ever, I don't know if you've experienced that, but I go home and I fall back into some of those old patterns of like, I'm a kid again. Absolutely. You know, back into that environment or that place of St. Louis where I'm, you know, those kinds of things. Um, So yes, those kinds of reminders, those kinds of triggers are very real. So taking the time to do that self-assessment, talking to people, what am I feeling? What am Mm -hmm. I experiencing? uh, Is really, really important. And then to share that with somebody. Yes. Yeah. Talk, talk to people. T- let people in so that when you're in a big room and you're starting to feel that way, you have somebody you can look at and just go, hey, I need a second. And they go, hey, OK, let's go. You know, I mean, having people around us that help us yeah. is hugely important. It's a huge reason God gave us people yeah. is so that they can come alongside us when we are struggling. They can come alongside us. And so often we don't want to let our guard down enough to let people in yeah. to do that. And we're missing. We're missing out on that. So it's important during these, these this season, I think, to you know take care of yourself. I mean, these are times when we don't sleep well because we're too busy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're stressed out with the busyness of holidays and all that goes with that. Yep. Um, uh, you know, we don't eat well. Yep. You know, so th- those are some of the things that will uh, continue to cause problems so that we can be aware of mm-hmm. and manage a little bit more effectively yeah. during these difficult days. Yeah. So. And here's the, the beautiful thing about it, I think, is we can 
manage them. We can. Yeah. God has equipped us and desires for us to be able to go, hey, this thing is really hard, but God is still really good. Yeah, absolutely. And be able to see the joy in him, even in the really difficult. That's a great word. I think even, you know, I've been emphasizing, I guess, some of us who, who may be struggling with difficult relationships yeah. or difficult grieving kinds of situations, but even within that, I think the Lord wants to minister to us. And even during those difficult times, there can be a kind of joy Absolutely. that we experience with him. I don't want to paint too negative of a, of a picture, yeah. but I want to be real about the fact that some of us are going to go through difficult, yes. grieving, stressful holidays. Absolutely. There's some of both, but mm -hmm. the Lord's there even for those of us, yes. you know, experience depression or anxiety or, or, or significant grief. The Lord's still there Amen. and really cares about us and wants to walk with us and give us wisdom as we implement some of these kinds of practical right. tips. Yeah. yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. So to close up real quick, I want us to talk because I think this, and I love that I had a not real name for it. You had like a real name for it. I was like that after the holidays, ick, oh. <laughs> like you kind of, you get through the holidays, every people have visited and then you're like, Meh. now what, <laughs> I do, what, what is this? And you called it an adrenaline dump. Yeah. I was like, that's a really cool little phrase. Have you guys ever experienced what Betsy's talking about? You go through some highly adrenaline kind of uh, experience like the holidays. Yes. Fast paced, busyness, lots of dramas. Lots of just, things on the calendar. Just, just, just think about it physiologically or neurologically. Your neurology is just pumping full of adrenaline and stress hormones as we're doing all this busy stuff. Right. And so we get through the holidays and there, there can be this what I call an adrenaline dump. It's literally an adrenaline dump. And so after the holidays get through, the adrenaline dumps, and then we experience, yes. you know, fatigue, yes. stress, or discouragement, yes. sometimes depression. Depression, the blues. The blues, I mean, all, the holiday yes. blues. Yes. Those kinds of things are are real for mm -hmm. some of us, or even sure. that level of anxiety. Some of it is that that adrenaline dump. Some of it's the fact that we haven't slept well, mm -hmm. we haven't ate well, we haven't eaten well. Um, maybe we've spent too much, so now there's financial <laughs> distress. Stress with money, yep. Uh, we're not feeling well, we're exhausted. Yep. Maybe we're sad coming out of family relationships that are right. less than perfect. All and the so, grandkids were here, and now they're back home, and so now, now, they're now back, I'm back alone. Now or, I'm back alone, yep, now I'm experiencing loneliness. Loneliness. So mm -hmm. again, try not to paint too much of a negative picture, but also recognizing the reality for that for some of us, this is real. Absolutely. This is part of the holiday That's experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that adrenaline dump, again, uh, there are ways to manage that, but just knowing that Knowing what's going on yes. can be helpful. Yes. So I'm not crazy. Right. I'm not weird. Yes. I'm not weak. Right. That that part of this is to be expected and yep. there's some explanations for it. Yeah. So that and can I be helpful. And I think again, it's the planning a little bit for it's it. It's the planning. To go, okay. Program your so GPS for this. So what am I going to do? Yes. This, I know this is going to be hard the day after all of my house is full and now it's empty again. How do I plan for that? Yeah. What and, do I do to help with that? And, and, and if and when it does happen, uh, don't be ashamed. Nope. Don't feel like you're a failure. Uh, don't crash and burn. Don't right. spiral. Yeah. Uh, 
now take some of the steps that we've talked That's about right. to to address that in a very productive and healthy way. But mm-hmm. for some people, coming out of the holidays is the time when maybe they need to visit with a good friend Absolutely. or a coach or a mentor yeah. or even a Christian counselor yes, who can help walk through. Yeah. You know, one day we'll probably talk about um, the reality of depression in the Christian yes. life and anxiety and those kinds of things that so many of us struggle with. I struggle with. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, I'm the expert here in terms of being the licensed counselor all that, but depression is very real to me. I understand mm-hmm. it personally and professionally. And so th- this is the kind of thing that can come out of the holidays Absolutely. that we need to be sensitive to and, yep. and address well. That's right. So. And I love, I mean, y'all, th- the reason we're doing this on the front end is so you can be proactive in dealing with those things. And so if you are hearing this and you're like, I know I, myself after the holidays, I am down for two or three weeks. And I've always just thought it was something I had to get through. Yeah. Like, Call today and make an appointment for January 7th or whatever. Like, do the things so that you're like, okay, I know this is going to be hard, but I'm making a plan. Yes. To help process through it. Yeah, I tell people, uh, I don't know of very many, even Christian people who don't need or would benefit from seeing a counselor of some Absolutely. sort once in a while. Yes. You know, it's kind of like, yes, it's kind of like doing an oil change on the car or tune right. up or rotating the tires. We all need that. We've got a great team. If any, yes. any of our folks are interested in meeting with somebody, they can call Rhonda or our, our people at the front yep. anytime. And they can talk to them about the resources that we have, mm-hmm. the counselors that we have, mm-hmm. who they might work best with. Yep. And we encourage people to do that. I think it's a right. good, experience. I think we all could use that at times. Absolutely. Um, I know um, when I've gone, I've had the blessing of either in person or online. Yeah. Like either way, whatever works and being able to chat with somebody and just get somebody else's outside perspective on what you're dealing with. Yeah. During COVID, we learned to do virtual sessions a lot and we've continued to do them. Some people like those for convenience sake. Mm -hmm. We like to get people in the office if we can, but we can do either. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't make sense uh, to be able to get into the office, uh, we can do something online. But yeah, yeah, we invite Anybody who wants to come talk to one of our counselors, please do it. Yeah, for sure. Mike, thanks so much for coming. Yeah, you're welcome, I Betsy. Love it. This was fun. And I'm like, and next time, these little <laughs> things we'll talk about. Uh, because there is, there's so much. There's, there's so many different things. And I love that it isn't taboo to talk about that. That's a good word. And it's and, so lovely that we're able to. And and I appreciate you and your um, your vision of that and Sagemont as a whole, that yeah. these kinds of issues, mental health issues, counseling issues are not taboo. Right. No. We talk about them. We yep. own them. Yep. We, we're, we're, we're willing to address them. And I'm so grateful as our for it to be here, part of the church, our church that yeah. takes these things seriously yeah. and you for being willing to even talk about these yeah. things. Thanks for so, doing that. Absolutely. I appreciate you a ton. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. You're welcome. Y'all, I know this, I pray that this has been super beneficial for you. I know it has been for me. Um, y'all, it is the holidays. Man, I hope you are able to find joy in the holidays because Jesus is there. And if nothing else, we have joy in Jesus Christ. And if you are at a place where you're like, I don't even know what that is, please call me. Come to church. Come to the Connection Center. Come and talk to someone. Because true joy comes through Jesus Christ. And if we are just trying to figure joy out by doing some of these things without Jesus, we are just spinning our wheels. Absolutely. We have to do that. So, y'all, we want you to know Jesus personally. He is the reason we celebrate. He is the joy Come and talk to us if you um, have questions about that. But 
Merry Christmas, happy holidays. It's crazy, but it's here. Y'all love y'all so much. Thanks Mike for hanging out today and we will see you next time on Table Talk. <laughs>